welcome to Rich Channing's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. This week's guest is Lou Sanders. In this bit, we can do an advert for anything you like if you can pay us some money. This week, no one wanted to pay us any money for it, so I'll show you the kind of thing that could happen by advertising myself. I'm Richard Herring. If you like my stand-up, why don't you come to the Leicester Square Theatre in August and September, where I'll be doing every single one of my solo shows from Talking Cock and Christ on a Bike, The Twelve Tasks of Hercules Terrace. Uh, let me see if I can remember them all. That's a start. I can't remember any of the actual material. Someone likes Yogurt, Menage Un, uh, Oh Fuck I'm 40, The Headmaster's Son, Hitler Moustache, What Is Love Anyway, We're All Gonna Die, Lord of the Dance Seti, I think I might have forgotten one, and uh, my new show, Happy Now, which is on the 12th of September, is the final one there, and weekends through August and September. Go to lessersquaretheatre.com and you can book tickets. If you come to all of them, it's only £100. You can come to individual ones as well. If you come to them all, I make you a handmade T-shirt as well. That's the kind of guy I am, and a few people are doing that more than I expected. I'm making a lot of T-shirts at the moment. Anyway, let's sit back. You, that could be you. I could be advertising you. Look how amazing I made myself sound in that. That could be you. Just get in touch with us. Go to chris at gofasterstrike.com, and he will uh, talk to you about how much that would cost. It would have been nothing for this one. It's Lou Sanders. We wouldn't have even really charged you for it. You could have added that for free. Enjoy. Richard Aarons, let's just go to the air podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who hasn't eaten asparagus, but whose weed just smelt of asparagus genuinely, and he's a bit freaked out. It's Richard Herring! Hello! You're much better than last week's audience already, I can tell you that, I can tell that already. Uh, So, uh, welcome to uh, Richard Trey's Leicester Square Theatre podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rehearsal Leicester Purr. We are here, I genuinely, I I can't work out why, my wee really smelt. I mean, I might have some serious illness or something. It really smelt. I had, um, what I ate before was one of those little uh, Pret-a-Manger, they're like the they're like a French ham sandwich, you know. They've got a gherkin in there, but that shouldn't make your wee smell, should it, madam? I don't. Do you know? Do you know anything about? Do you know anything about what makes wee? You've got a daughter, so presumably you've smelled some wee in your time. Because I've smelled a lot of wee. I've got I've got a daughter as well, so I know what it's like. Most of your time smelling wee, right? Have you ever smelled your daughter's wee after she's eaten the gherkin and thought that smells like asparagus? No. Well, it's, it's, it would be embarrassing. That would have been embarrassing to find out. What's your name, madam? Sharon, that's very nice. And you come here with your daughter. I thought it was your sister. I generally did before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get mistaken for sisters often? No. Yeah? With your sister. What's, what's your name? Tegan. Tegan. Did you name her after the Doctor Who assistant? <laughs> no. You could have been very popular with a lot of men right there, right then if you had. Well, it's welcome to the show. It's nice to, nice to have you here. Andy McH is here and the butler, one of the butlers is here. One of the butlers isn't here. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. What was I going to talk about? Oh, the atmosphere's really, really gone out of the room. It's part, I, I feel partly responsible. Uh, there are some nice men. I, should, I will meet the audience here. There's a nice man. There's some nice gentlemen here. Are you with these gentlemen? No? I mean, for our audience, then, that these two guys... Well, actually, now the lights have come on, this one looks a bit like more like a regular... He, he looks more like a regular sort of site. What, do you, do you work in IT, sir? Uh, something Some In finance. I'm buying a new house, can you help me? Can you give me... Could you give me, like, a million pounds? Just for nothing? What? See, that's what people in finance... Well, people at home will be able to see that. When you ask a man in finance, can I just have a million pounds? He just goes... <laughs> that's not how finance works. 
we take our cut. And what about you, sir? You've got a nice beard? What's your name? Dan. Dan, have you been to the show before? No, because that's your. Will you come again? Do you think? Yeah, will you come again? Because you're like you're like a regular guy. Look at look at Andy McH there. Look at that is the that's the that's the core group. That's how it began. Met loads of men like him. Look at that old bald butler and then his strange friend and that guy that guy, old that guy over there. Uh, and then now you're just a, a nice ordinary man in a nice checked shirt. What do you do for a living? You do social media for a t-shirt. Can, yeah. can you get me a free t-shirt? <laughs> See that there? That's, that's the difference between... That's why he's nice. Just straight away not. Ah, ha, ha. I come, no, I'm not going to give you a million pounds. Yeah, it's a di- there's a slight disparity in what I asked for the two of you. But that free t-shirt, it wasn't even... It didn't even have to think for a second. Um, you do social media for a t-shirt company. Is that what you thought you'd end up doing as, uh, when you were kids? <laughs> When you're at school, did you think that? Is it, do you think it's what you'll be doing in three years' time? You are being filmed. Yeah, you do think you'll be doing that. Do they make good T-shirts? Are they novelty T-shirts or are they like video game T-shirts? Video game T-shirts. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's make you, he is. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't have to say it, mate. We all know. Everyone was thinking. Yeah, he's cooling the bloke in fine. It's what? It's nice to hear it. Why aren't you wearing one of your T-shirts now? Did you thought you'd dress up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a kind of nerdy man here. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna guess you work uh, composing classical music for operas. What do you do, sir? You look after the kids at home. Well, in a way, isn't that the greatest opera? In a way, in a way, <laughs> I'm gonna find. How old are your kids? Eleven and nine. Because it's easy when they're like three months old, because they just sort of they just sort of lie in their own excrement and uh, <laughs> and sort of don't do. Well, at least they can't move around. That's why I find so that that takes a lot of the pressure off when they start running around and answering back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, there's a man who's been broken by having children. <laughs> I'm enjoying it so far. A lot of men have said to me that the first three months are boring. I, I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, I, I kind of, you sort of say I never wanted to grow up, but then that means you sort of want your baby to die, doesn't it? That's the only, I hope she's your baby forever. <laughs> uh, I, I really like it. She's cool. One day you'll meet her and you'll, you'll see. She's going to be the next great, I'm, I'm training her up to be the greatest comedian ever. I think it's important not to impose your own failings on your live vicariously through the life of your child. But she seems she's pretty funny. I reckon she's going to be funny. So I'm going to train her up to be the best comedian ever and then she's going to win all the comedy awards in Edinburgh and then I'm going to get her to go, that's for my dad! Why didn't you like him? He's, he's dead now. Uh, so... Been dead. It's all horrific. Every time I go away, it's fucking horrific. I never. I was happy when I was alone and had no no one like me, and I just had to look after myself because that's all right. Nothing matters. But now I've got people to be responsible for. Love fucking sucks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Oh, and I'll do quickly. I've got one of these to do again. Uh, The very popular. (laughs) Oh, that one's already been in. Uh, The thing I have to say in the opening monologue is from Colin Bolster. Uh, and he's making this is a very elliptical reference to something I do on Twitter so this is what he wants to be say Richard Dawkins The God Delusion chapter 7 had me giggling out loud your wit never failed God was in no mood for half measures that day lol Uh, so (laughs) 
Thanks for that. I do retweet. It's one of my services on Twitter. I retweet when Richard Dawkins retweets praise of about himself. <laughs> which happens a lot. And that makes me feel a lot better about myself because it's someone like Richard Dawkins who I genuinely think is a genius and amazing person. But if he's so insecure that... And he's slightly racist and horrible. But, he's, but his work's good. Sorry, he's Islamophobic. It's very different. Uh, but uh, when they're that, then they're that kind of insecure, they still feel the need to. And then someone brought, brought him up on this and said, "Richard Herring's retweeting your page." He says, "Everyone retweets their praise, surely." <laughs> what a prick! So, uh, <laughs> and talking of pricks, will you please welcome <laughs> my next guest? And let no one say if this was a double bill recorded on the same night that this would be an anticlimax. <laughs> Let no one say that. <laughs> she is probably best known as the... I mean, you know, she genuinely thought no one would be here in the audience when she came out, so she'll be very delighted that you stayed. And she's one of the... Absolutely, she's going to be... Um, by the time this comes out, in a week and a half, she'll be a massive star uh, as a result of probably having murdered someone in a car park somewhere. It's, she is probably best known... Uh, the most famous woman in the country. She's probably best known as the suicide pack lady in Rest Stop. That's why, that's why we're all here. It's Lou Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. Lou Sanders! Oh, she's coming with me. That's Lou Sanders. Always unexpected. There's your microphone. Pick up your mic. Got a glass of red wine? Yes. Thank you for staying. <laughs> <laughs> of course they're going to stay. You're amazing. So it's fantastic. You, do what, tell us about the suicide pack lady in Rest Stop. That is what we're all here for. So tell us how you got that part. Um, I don't think it's out yet. Right. Um, I'm in it for about a second. That's good. Just playing myself, really. <laughs> cool. You make a suicide pact in it, presumably. I don't really know what the film's about. I missed the screening, so I don't know. <laughs> you were there when you had to say the lines and stuff, though, right? You read the script. About that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Um, she, I don't know. It's a very talented writer, actually. She's really okay. good, and she's getting... She's about 26, and she keeps getting given loads of money to make films. Oh, that's good. So it's really cool, yeah. And then her. she's put you in a film. She's put me in a film is for it a child, Is it like a 15-minute film? No, it's a... I imagine a, it's a feature film. Is it? So well, how long are they? Like, probably 90 minutes. Sometimes yeah. they can be uh, And I'm in it for a second, so... Have you ever been in a film? I've been in um, a film called Manila Envelopes. Mm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, in which I think I've been in two. I've been in a couple of things, but I think the Manila Envelopes, and it's like really embarrassing thing happened on it. I think I, that I was playing a interviewer. This is before I did interviews, but it was called. Um, What's the name of the guy uh, who used to do all the records in Manchester? Tony Wilson, is it? Uh, Tony Wilson. So it was the, the, in the script. It was I think the character was called Tony Wilson mm. because I imagine they wanted Tony Wilson to right, play this part yeah. and didn't get Tony Wilson to play this part. So I had to interview this guy, and then uh, the the cameraman came up to us and said, "I just want to say I'm an enormous fan of everything you've done." And he was like, he was like, obviously he got you confused. Well, he was Polish or something. He was yeah. like, I was going, oh, really?" And this is back about ten years ago. Yeah. And I said, oh, oh, what have you seen my stuff? He said, oh, it's just, it's all. And then I realised he thought I was actually Tony Wilson. <laughs> and then I had to go, because it would be too more embarrassing to go, yeah, I'm not yeah, Tony yeah. Wilson. Yeah. I had to go, oh, well, no, thanks, it's free. I, it's good, all the stuff I did. <laughs> and then music. I missed out on a part that was written for me that I didn't, that I didn't get then. <laughs> oh, they, they like wrote it for me and then I, was, I must have been really bad and then I didn't get it. Right. 
Yeah. I don't think Manila, Manila, Manila it's like the rural Jura. I don't think the Manila envelopes ever came out. It right. did get mentioned by Jonathan Ross on film 2003 or whatever. Hey, hey, it didn't come out, unlike Jonathan Ross's brother, who did come out. Am I right? I don't know, didn't this. Oh, he was gay. Well, I think he had some, uh, <laughs> had some trysts in a wood, didn't he? He was, wasn't he? But I like, well, I think I like he's married, him. so I mean, I think, you know, it's hard oh. to define someone by the fact that they went dogging in a wooden sucked No, you're cup. right, you're right, you're right. No, you're right, I'm, I'm being very judgy. <laughs> Probably, uh, fuck it, it's only, it's only Paul Ross, what's he going to do? Oh, uh, so... I like Paul Ross, he's my favourite, no, he's not my favourite, but of the, no, but I like him, I he's really not, feel... He's by no means my favourite of the Ross family. He's not even, he's Diana my least favourite. Diana Ross is oh, my like favourite, Diana. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we worked together last year mm. on uh, I suspect a lot of people will remember so many, so many. and tuned in uh, on Fubar Radio. Am I right? Yeah, that's that one was, <laughs> we had a we had our own radio show on Fubar Radio. I think they're which, still playing the old episodes. They are. I was surprised they played them the first time. Who was who was heard of Fubar Radio by cheering? More people than I thought. They're doing that. They're, 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 they're like a limpet. They're holding on. I they've really done thought, better since we left. I have. I thought that they were... Part of the reason I thought I don't mind going, um, yeah. there's lots of reasons I wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, mainly John Gaunt being on the same station yeah. was the one who... And then he went anyway. Uh, but I just thought they're not. This isn't... This is impractical. This could not possibly survive. And it did. And it's still here. And Rich was getting about 17 times more money than me. <laughs> but you were getting very little money. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But it was, yeah, do you remember what's in the bag? Hey? <laughs> Great times. I was so, I was so sort of, um, no, I wasn't really into it, was I? So I'd eat on air you and would, I'd just was, sort, of, sort of do my admin. I quite I liked it that. An opportunity to catch up with my admin, really. It was. I don't think either of us were massively into it. No, no. Uh, no. And it didn't feel, when you'd put out appeals to people to <laughs> like email in or something, one person would email in. <laughs> So, and we, I think we did a thing saying, can you just email in if you're listening? <laughs> we got to that day, to be fair. <laughs> so uh, so it felt like we were sort of not really... It felt a bit, I, I was very busy at the time, mm. and a lot of things to do. It felt like it wasn't the best use well, of Well, I had resources. to prepare for my non-speaking part in rest stop you to suicide pack, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've, I've missed you in the... It's about a year ago since we stopped doing that. I was a bit worried mm. about you. You were living a kind of crazy lifestyle. I went mad. <laughs> You're a bit He's mad. Like a... You're a bit mad. It's hard. So how mad? Your character you play on stage is quite mad. How much so do you can... think that is when just I was like actually, you, When you I was are? at Macfest, right, I've been yeah. really well behaved. But um, So when I did a radio show with Rich, I had split up with my, uh, one of my fiancés. <laughs> and so... Was, did you still have some fiancés? Uh, or is one of the fiancés you've had? And, um, no, and so I would come in, wouldn't I, with sometimes with ciders and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun for no one. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm really great, actually. I mean, look at me. Um, no, I, the only slip-up I've had is Macfest, when I did Arthur yeah. Smith's Drunk Chat Show. Oh, yeah. And he said, well, I didn't realise I was doing it, and Arthur Smith sent me a direct message on Twitter saying, you have to get really, really drunk, <laughs> apropos of nothing. And I was like, that is dark. What, what, are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then he said for his show, man, because I'd have some doobie. Right. Bad mistake. And also some diet pills from America, because I'd just flown in from America to yeah. go to Wales, and I thought I'd have jet lag. 
I was an animal. I'm the, I was like, so I was doing break dancing and I pulled the curtain down. Then I fell off the stage. <laughs> Luckily, someone was videoing it all. And then I pulled his trousers down loads of times. He put up with it really well. And yeah, then I. Threw... Didn't, I don't think Arthur would mind you pulling his trousers down. <laughs> but it's the first time that he's had that for a while, I think. <laughs> and yeah, it was, um, it was entertaining for about 20 minutes and then it was. Uh, not so entertaining. Yeah. So, so really, you're not any better than you were a year ago. That sounds a lot worse. <laughs> I'm that sounds doing a lot great. worse. <laughs> that was a slip up with the diet pills and the doobie. I yeah. think. Yeah. Not everyone in show business takes drugs, and it's not it's not cool. <laughs> if Tegan, we... <laughs> it's not good. Just because people in show business do it, don't think you should do it. You could be like me and not take drugs if you want to be like me. But you might have a weight problem. You, you, will, lose... <laughs> 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 you will lose more weight if you do a little bit of cooking. You will. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> Lovely. You advise, I'm laughing at her. That's her mum there. You're advising Hello? her child. <laughs> She's I a do, cool mum. I think it's probably more harrowing you coming on to the mother and daughter than me saying you're fat. That, I, did, I did that pre, pre-show, though. That hasn't been filmed. I just did oh, that. Shit. I did that in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> they can't Look. stop you for what's in here. That's the thing. They can't stop that. They can stop you tweeting stuff and they can stop you saying stuff. They can't stop me thinking it. That'll be the next step, right? Am I right? That's the, the old Americans, they'll get in your brain. They won't like what they find in there. If you're mad, I stop saying quite a lot of things. Even in this show, I, there's a lot of things I think, oh no, I better not say that. So imagine what those things are like. <laughs> And the things I actually say. Do you have a mental filter? Do you, do you manage no. to stop yourself saying stuff? Because no. it is... I like the... You've got a kind of brutal honesty that I enjoy. So, like, if something is... Do you is, remember when we interviewed Robert Webb? I do. That is my favourite... My favourite thing that ever happened on Three Bar Radio. And it's not hard to find that favourite thing. Because it was... We went to interview Robert Webb. He was in Jeeves and Worcester. Yeah. In, and we went to interview him in his dressing room. And Robert Webb is a future guest. So I may ask him if he remembers this. Mm. Uh, and our technique which was quite a nice technique interview when we did yeah. was for me to ask more sensible questions and you would come in and say something no. slightly less. what's going on with your teeth which is what she said to Robert <laughs> Webb which was well, quite slightly when he comes on have a look at his teeth they are they are but it was quite amusing to see his reaction to you asking him what's going on with your teeth yeah <laughs> Not into it, was so, it? You know, so yeah, but what I like about you on stage is that, like, if something's happened in your life as a stand-up, you'll go on stage and you'll talk about it, mm. and on the radio. Mm. I mean, it's sort of disarming and terrifying, <laughs> especially if you're running a radio show. I mean, if it had been on a proper station, I would have been really worried for my for my career. But luckily, uh, luckily, it was no one was listening. I don't but... know why more people aren't like brutally honest, and it might yeah. make for great radio if. Um, Cotton or the phone Cotton was really saying about what was going on because she went out with a paedophile. I'd like to hear about it. <laughs> I think she did, did she? She did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell us about the paedophile fern <laughs> because that would be a moment of genuine interest, wouldn't it? What has Fern Cotton got to say that's more interesting than her having sex with a paedophile? <laughs> did he ask her to dress up as a schoolgirl? Did he call her a naughty? <laughs> okay. You get the picture. It's I interesting. I do get the picture. Yeah. It's quite. He was quite. He was. He was quite an unpleasant guy. That guy, wasn't he? Turned out. Uh, so, so I think. Not. I think his troubles, problems came out after Fern Cotton. Maybe Fern Cotton caused the problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> Drew, yeah. I'm not saying she went, oh, go off and have sex with the baby. No, I you're, mean, don't, I'm you're saying, not saying that. I'm not saying that. But you're that thinking is... it. No, you're thinking <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. But yes, it's got that. So is that, is that how you come to... Your shows are kind of quite freeform and crazy. And I I'm don't, going and mainstream how much, now. How much is real and how much is you playing up to the character? Huh. If my mum's listening, a lot of it's made up in truth. It's nearly all real. <laughs> but so when you broke up with your fiancé, you went on yeah. stage that night and talked about breaking up with your fiancé, or, or you explained yeah, that's that why na- you... Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. I got some great material out of it, though, which now is... <laughs> which I can't wait to break up with the next one. <laughs> but it's now dated, so I need to do something else. Okay. Mm. and so what's your new you're doing a new show in Edinburgh because mm. your last show I saw the DVD record it's coming out on Go Faster Stripe it's not Go Faster Stripe it took them six months to do Go Slower Stripe <laughs> <laughs> so is it near is that come what's it called it's, that, it's out you'll oh, be pleased out. to know it's out it's out what's it called that show it's called Lou Sanders in another great show again <laughs> and this one's called Lou Sanders excuse me you're sitting on my penis again <laughs> Great title. <laughs> and what's that about? It's about Venetia. me trying to go to Eton College for boys. Right. So I try and get into Eton um, and sort of harass them for a while. Yeah. Um, I went there actually on the open to, uh, uh, the July June the fourth. Yeah. Which wackily isn't on June the fourth, and they have like a boat procession. They have the hats. You know, it's all like loads of. I met there was a guy that went past called Bunny. He was called Bunny. <laughs> oh, hi, Bunny. I mean, that's what you're dealing with. That's the level of, of posh. They are very posh, those people. When I was at university with a lot of people mm. like that, there's probably some bunnies amongst them. Oh, because you went to Oxford, yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't go to Eton. No. So I went to a normal school and then I met some people. I didn't, you know, I didn't massively mix with those. I was, I was at university more or less the same time as Boris Johnson, mm. Michael Gove and... Um, What's his name? David Cameron, that one. He's mm. so forgettable. I mean, he shouldn't really be the Prime Minister, but he somehow, yeah. even he was surprised to find out he's still the Prime Minister. Uh, but I know those exact kind of people. And they're, yeah. You know, I'm it's really te- je- terrifying I'm they're running the country. I'm sort of really jealous of it. I sort of wanted to go to Eton. I think I want to be a little boy. <laughs> so you're trying to go to Eton. Have you tried, yeah. as an adult, you've tried, have applied to go to Eton? Yeah. So I like call them up and I say, can I get in? Yeah. And then you can go on different scholarships, like if you've got a musical ability yeah. or sporting. So I just find them up and I sing to them or I do different things <laughs> no interest thus far but apart with you being a grown woman is it a boys is it a entirely yeah. a boys school so I did I just asked a straight up question first of all and I was like can I come and she's like um, what, 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 what gender are you <laughs> I was like I'm a lady and she was like mm, it's for young boys and that yeah but I'm really yeah I just really want to go like I think my life would have been slightly different if I'd gone to Eton yeah I think it would have been, yeah. But do you think by trying to go now that that will... will, Remedy everything. (laughs) My father leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, I sort of wanted him to go, so... (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to get in, but... You don't, but you might, you still hopefully might get in. Yeah. They might allow a... Actually, I don't think I'd like it, because there's a lot of work that goes on I'm more there for the boys in their shorty shorts I'm more there for the well the contacts and the good times yeah well you get contacts (laughs) I think I don't know I'm not sure going to public school would be that amazing I don't don't know there probably are some public school 
people in the on the audience, but I think it's. I, I propose. I doubt that, it. Look at that. that guy in finance. I bet you went to public school, didn't you? Finance guy. Yeah. Did he? Public school. Yeah, you. They went, oh, everyone in, all estate agents. Everyone in. If you're an estate agent, you went yeah. to public school, but you weren't no. very clever, and really? so you have to become an estate agent. Estate agents are so stupid. Yeah. They didn't but, go to public school. That's, but, but, imagine, but, if you, imagine if you paid fucking 200 grand for your kid to go to private school and then they said, oh, I'm working at Foxton. So yeah. you gutted. <laughs> so gutted. They'll make it back pretty quickly either with their percentage. Am I right, homeown- London homeowners uh, who are selling their house? Uh, <laughs> 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 Shall I do some material about that? Uh, but, uh, no, they, but they, that's, that's the whole thing. You know, it's, it's not like they're clever, the people who go to public school. As I, as no, been but some of them are. The, the ones that I've met from Eton, my friends that have gone to Eton are yeah. so charming and nice, and um, they've got emotional problems in a different way. Because no, because some of them were sent to boarding school at eight, so they were sent to feeding. Well, that's so a that's horrible not, thing. That's so that's, a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing to happen, right? A lot of people. It's much better if I go now, age twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I propose. <laughs> They, they bought it. I had to say that they mainly bought it. One so woman did not. I, I was, I'm proposing that because you know, basically, you're paying for a better education. It doesn't seem very fair to me. So a lot of there are a lot of people who aren't. As, if you if you go to a comprehensive school in in, in the city of London, yeah. and you manage to get. I bet get you send Phoebe levels. to private school. I don't, well, I don't think we will, but who knows? But we'll see. We'll, you will. We'll see when we get there. No, I just we'll move somewhere nice and go to one of the nice comprehensive <laughs> schools. <laughs> That's, that's how it works. So it's a horrible, that's a horrible cheat in itself. I'm not totally against it, but I think if people if people do it, then they should be penalised. So my suggestion is, if you go to public school, you get for every ten grand you spend on your education, Suck you, off. you get. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, for every ten grand, that probably is what has to happen. Every ten grand, you lose five percent of your A levels. I think that'd be fair think, because then, or like 1% or whatever. But I, so don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with sending your kid to private there is, school. It's not fair. And I don't think, no, it is fair. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having private healthcare because then you're less of a burden on the system. So schools are overstretched and hospitals are overstretched. If you've got loads of money, take yourself off and do it somewhere else. No. <laughs> just a no, just a no. No, I don't think you can, you can. If you've got the money and you want to pay for it, that's fine. That's up to you. But it doesn't. You can't. You can't say I'm, I'm helping. It's a load of cock. <laughs> you, can't say I'm, you can't say I'm helping people. Oh, look at me. I'm helping you by going well, no, off and jumping the queue and getting, if, if and getting got, cured. No, but if you've got loads of money, which he's not doing badly. I don't know all this Kickstarter stuff. He's doing fine. But if you've got loads of money, <laughs> I've seen his house. It's lovely. But if you've got loads of money, why would you go to A and E and queue for four hours when like Doris is there with one eye and you're like oh my foot needs to be seen I think it's selfish <laughs> well I don't really I mean I would like to live in a world where everyone got good education and everyone got good healthcare you'd ideally. like to work in a live in a world where you get your dick sucked every day yeah. <laughs> we've heard about it there's no reason why those dreams can't all come true at once <laughs> uh, but anyway that's, that's interesting so where are you on in Edinburgh for anyone who's uh, not interested <laughs> sure. um, 5.30 City Cafe City Cafe yeah is that been effect- that's not been affected by the free no, no, fringe no 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 Ferrari. lots of people got food poisoning there last year okay. I will say that <laughs> we'll look out for that but yeah I'm on at 5.30 which I think is a nice time because last year 10.30 yeah. You finish at 11.30 well I was similar last year last year I was on at I can't remember 10.45 or something 
It's awful, and, isn't yeah, it? And no one, to... no one wants to come out that late. They want to go and drink. Oh, no, my show was full every night. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just mean from a drinking point of view, because you can't go home at that because you're so full of adrenaline. Yeah. But it's Edinburgh, you know, you're young, you're young-ish, and you, you're, in, uh, you're in Edinburgh, you should be out having fun. Oh, well. I'm an old man. I'm not going to Edinburgh. Yeah, that's how old you are. <laughs> yeah. It's not really that, but it's, you know, I think yeah. it's, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with it. It's, it's kind of expanding out and going crazy. It's good. The, I think the free fringe is a great thing. Mm. Is, it, is it a free fringe venue? This is mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's a great thing. So it means you can go and take a chance and do a clearly insane show well, about trying to go to Eton. No, but like when I was doing the Pleasance <laughs> and stuff, they were like, I wanted to move a chair from here to over here. And the 18-year-old manager was like, that's more than my life's worth. I'm going to have to call it the manager, the other manager, to move a chair. And then on the free fringe, you can kill a man and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. Because you're not allowed to smoke machines or anything. In the if you, like, It all has to be like health assessed and... But on free fringe, you could put a firework up and no, no one will care. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So you're very spiritual. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. You? <laughs> you're, into, you're into crystals and Reiki and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of what is Reiki? Um, I can show you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, I mean, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah, that? yeah. That's why I want to find out about sure, it. Sure, great. Okay. Yeah. That's sort of what I do. Um, well. <laughs> Um, oh God, it's so, it's kind of, well, I went to this Reiki course yeah. and it was, it was me and loads of sort of, um, disenchanted sort of middle-aged housewives who were really unhappy and I thought, oh my God, are we just making this up because we're all just really lost? <laughs> But then some weird stuff did no, no. But then some really weird stuff did happen. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I'm very good at Reiki, so I don't believe that I can do it. But I went for Reiki in Cornwall, and it's amazing. What does it involve? I don't know what it well, is. It's like the Chinese. You know, the Chinese don't fuck about, right? <laughs> they don't fuck about. They, yeah. they don't give a shit about eating a monkey's brain. They're not a sentimental race. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth they're not a sentimental race but they are really <laughs> it's the truth but they're really big into energy and chi and stuff yeah so that's my point <laughs> so it's about it's about inner, finding your inner energy it's about seeing the old people's auras listen I've got a pretty great aura yeah that's what I'm saying what's my aura like is grey. <laughs> That's my hair. <laughs> no, you got a great aura. Oh, thank you. Um, I believe it then, if that's the case. Yeah, that exactly. exactly. That's how they work. That's how they work. That is yeah. how they work. I was watching the big questions. Do you ever watch the big questions on Sunday? No. On Sunday morning. And it's just like loads of basically mentally ill people given a platform <laughs> to... But it is, though, and it's like people saying, they go, well, I believe this, and, it's, and they're all kind of slightly glassed in there. They go, yeah, and then the next person goes, I believe this, and they kind of go, yeah, well, I, you know, you're wrong, but I can see that you're incorrect, but I'm right, because it's about this. And they, it's just like everyone's, is trying to make the world but fit into their But you're real science-y. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am into, I'm sort of like facts and science, yeah. yeah. And things being proven to work. So I like, boring. I like, you know, the things that, inventions that definitely work through science, rather than someone going, if you put this crystal on this table, <laughs> you will be, you'll be cured of cancer. I go, I'll, I'll go to hospital, I'll, I'll take my chances with the NHS on that one. <laughs> 
you should go private, I've told you. <laughs> but no, there's loads of studies about how... Um, so the Chinese, who I told you, eat monkey's brains, and they don't fuck about. They have got, they've done loads of studies, like with, um, with schools, they put a plant... Uh, I'm not very good at commu- uh, explaining, but... Okay, so they've got a plant bed of plants, <laughs> yes? And they will... Two areas. One, they're growing plants and things over here. Other, same thing. Yeah. But this one, they'll sh- shout and swear out. So they'll be like, fuck you. And they'll put hot, angry words underneath. And this one, all the kids will give loads of love to. Is that a school? Yeah. I forgot to say that. So they'll be like, I love you. You're really, really positive things and positive uh, written words under. And one side grew way, way, way more than the other side. And they've replicated that study loads and it really does work. And... Yeah, which side grew more than the other side? <laughs> oh, the negative the, side, the abuse, yeah. The abuse <laughs> Yeah. No, and they've done with um, ice cubes, they've frozen um, ice droplets. Yeah. They've frozen water, no, sorry, they've frozen water, and underneath one they've played um, heavy metal, and they've written, why are you smiling like that? <laughs> and they've written words like, uh, cunt. <laughs> um, and the other one, they've written nice words, and they've, they've played lovely music, and one of them, the water, grows in... Um, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. It grows in really fragmented shards, yeah. and the other one grows in um, droplets that are symmetric and really beautiful. Mm. And that's just science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone, a fan of that. There's it's no the way truth. someone could, you know, just trick that. And They're play. Chinese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese man says. You've oh. Got- they're Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? His name is Imotu. His name is Imotu. Yeah, and he kind of chose the nice pictures. Do you want to come up here and be oh, interviewed? Because you're, you're making a lot more sense fuck than. Fuck you! His name, his name, do you do you believe in Reiki, sir? I believe that people believe in it. Ah, but he believes that people believe in it. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> He's a bull bow wearing a hoodie. Let's not take him seriously. <laughs> So, uh, it doesn't matter. Shirley Bassey said, I believe in everything. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I, I guess it doesn't matter what you believe in. If you put your um, belief into it, then it yeah. becomes true. Like, when people. Okay, here's. <laughs> no, it's true. Because. Okay, well, when people are schizophrenic, sometimes they can change their eye colour and they can make birthmarks appear and disappear when they go into character because they believe it so much. That's the power of the mind. I feel like people aren't taking me seriously. <laughs> I feel like people think I feel like I feel like people think I'm an idiot. Yeah, they could they could put on like coloured uh, eye, you know, the contact lenses. That's a that's science. Okay. When when you put cutlery in a dishwasher, what do you do with the uh, what do you do with the uh, knives? Does it look like I've got a the fucking dishwasher, mate? <laughs> I have. No, I have, and I uh, put them in, and we've got a special tray for it, and I put forks, 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 spoons, 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 and then when you collect them, forks, spoons, it's all organised. Yeah, but if you do that. The danger is the, uh, the spoons will literally spoon with one another and That's won't get clean. That is what I'm talking about. Well, it's, <laughs> a sex, it's a sort of it's cutlery-based apartheid, and I'm not really behind it. I think oh. you should mix. 
putting them all in their own little separate container. And then the spoons, especially the spoons. Yeah. If there's a bit of dirt on one of the spoons and it sticks to the back no, of the other spoon. No, it's separated with a, uh, an appropriate gap in between. Well, but so then, then they're, jo- they're jostled was... around, aren't they, in the water and then they No, it's together. got a special tray for it, Dickie. So they're, they're flat. Listen, my dishwasher is working fine. Okay. I'm a, just an expert on dishwashing. I mean, more right, so that you've, point, well. you've pointed this camera at... Oh, no, it's picking up. It's not, it's all right. This, we, we used that earlier on. Okay, great. You can point it at you if you like. No, no. Oh, there we go. That's nice. That's a nice, that's a nice shot. We can use that. The young, the young girl and the mum. It's the, it's the young girl, the mum, and the, the finance man, and a bit of the T-shirt guy. Well, it, also, like, there's got... three empty chairs there, so that's not going to look good for sales. <laughs> well, this, but the thing is, they were sold, those chairs. Yeah, those so things, you got the, the money. People, the people didn't turn up. That's, you know, it that's, looks really and bad. And when that happens, it ha- always happens. You get a sold-out gig, and there'll be loads of empty chairs. You think, well, did they just buy the tickets early and forget? Or did they die on the way to the theatre? <laughs> There's been yes. a lot of deaths, hasn't there? <laughs> there's been a lot. Well, all those, every single one of those seats is sold. So, you know, do you want to... There are people who are so rich, there are people trying to get into this gig, and then mm. people are so blasé about the gig, they haven't even shown up. But sometimes you can think, oh, I'm ill, or sometimes you go, oh, I can't be bothered. Sure, yes, you, you sometimes you get the runs or something. Yeah, you get the runs. <laughs> do you remember when I pooped myself around your house? <laughs> that happened, didn't it? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Was it in the bed? No, um... Your lovely wife had offered me breakfast yeah. <laughs> and I just opened the door and I had this strange sensation in my bottom and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute and then I had to go to the toilet. Is that why you're moving house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll do the t- talking of my wife. We'll do the Dirty Brit... There's one Dirty Britcom confession about you. You looked at this Dirty Britcom confessions. Yeah, I was hoping there'd been some... I looked at it like six yeah. months ago. <laughs> there's only more. one there. I'm surprised. I thought a lot of people would have Dirty Britcom confessions Well, no, I get... You. Like, some people say, like, underneath... Whatever. They say, like, things like, um... Is it really weird that I kind of fancy her? <laughs> no, you're human. Come on. Your dirty Britcom confession is: I think Katie Wilkins, who's my wife, oh. and Lou Sanders should make out. Mm. <laughs> Too late. We already did, <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> if only I could have been there to watch it. But never mind. So there you go, That's that one could come true, or has come true. It's already come true, so, yeah. It's already happened. When you were away on business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. I've, I've, we've got a very open relationship yeah. where my wife's allowed to sleep with any woman she wants to. <laughs> and you just pop this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I'll ask you some emergency questions. We'll move on to the... I think we need them. Right. Uh, and the first one, the first one that, uh, the first one that I saw, so I have yeah. to read the first one. Yeah. How sensitive are your nipples? Oh, God. I mean, he'd be arrested in any other profession. It's just, it's <laughs> the question. If he worked in it's any in other book. job, It's in my Lannister notebook. Right. Um, I've got a Lannister notebook, my Slytherin notebook. What, what, what's the scale? Like, what we use it? Like, one to well, ten? Well, because my, my nipples have no sensitivity. Mm, I didn't I ask. Envy, <laughs> I envy women, so my nipples are zero. Nothing. I envy yeah. women because they generally have quite sensitive nipples. Do you want them? Why do yeah, you want them? Yeah, because what? I mean, you're amazing. But, what, but hang on, sensitive doesn't necessarily mean good. It does. 
Well, not like if no, just like, like I met a sensitive man the other day. It wasn't good. Okay. Like he was crying. <laughs> like it's not good. Depends what you're doing. I suppose. You know. Like if I if I like punched you in the penis. Yeah. That would be sensitive, and it wouldn't be good. Not in the penis so much. <laughs> no. Well, it doesn't. The could punch someone in the penis doesn't really hurt. Am I right, fellas? No, no, it does it's hurt. It, it hurts if you hit. It does hurt. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but my penis is forty-seven, nearly forty-eight years old, and is therefore right. it's largely. It's hard to find. <laughs> it's hard to find. It's largely just a, a sort of rubbery. Yeah. No, Katie. Now. Katie told me. Yeah. <laughs> Created a one human life. Uh, she a, also a told ago. me that wasn't yours. <laughs> doesn't it? It doesn't look like me. It's got, she's got ginger hair, my child. Yeah, yeah, about That's that. That's <laughs> mm. I don't have ginger hair. Uh, is it your child? It's Andrew what? Lawrence's. It's Andrew Lawrence's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about happy to bring it. I'll ask you a proper question. Sorry, okay. that, was, that, that was just the first one I saw. If you had to choose between dating a, a man who was a six-foot-tall penis... Mm, I know, I thought about this a lot. Or a man <laughs> who, instead of being, having a penis, has a yeah. tiny man... Mm. Which of those two would you prefer to date? Well, I tell you what, I date a few penises in my time. <laughs> um, the because I, I was listening earlier when yeah. you asked this, Bob, and the reason I wouldn't go for the man with the man on, on his penis yeah. is I feel so bad for the man. It'd be awful in his pants. What about I, I the mean, giant penis man? He's sort of slithering around like a slug. He's having a great time because men are fixated on their penis, and what better to Stand, and they love it to be big and so he's like the biggest that's too emblem. big isn't it that's too big also what a lot of fun like at parties yeah. <laughs> it's my friend Dave <laughs> everyone's like let me speak to Dave it'd be great I would say the big the big penis definitely okay. because also you don't have to be faithful to him right well that seems unfair as you say so. well, he doesn't count as an animal have a look at yourself <laughs> mate <laughs> I mean like, of course I'm having an affair have a look at yourself you're a seven foot penis <laughs> come on where was he <laughs> and the other cruel. one I think like if you had if you had um, intimate relationships with the other one which you would have to have sex with him yeah. and then really ha what, what's happening there is, is there's a man who can't breathe yeah He's, he could have an aqualung, couldn't he? And he Just might an die, aqualung. but if he has, dies and you have to drag him out dead, <laughs> and then what? Well, then the man who's, who's got a dead man as, for the rest of his life, which I can, again, I can identify with that as I go. Can I say neither? No, you have to choose. Then. <laughs> you have to choose or we can't then, go home. <laughs> the, the, the big penis. Okay, that's cool. Mm. It's, good. it's a good choice imagine like Instagram like the pictures would be really fun <laughs> <laughs> if he uh, was crying <laughs> <laughs> um, right I would um, oh you rollerbladed onto stage what was that about when you were rollerblading around on one of your shows do you remember that I do. Yeah. And now for a nice evening with Wallen. <laughs> yeah. Just making an entrance. It's, good. it's pretty good. Yeah. Have so you ever tried... I'm not... I hate... Um, wacky comedy. <laughs> no, I hate I hate uh, trying to propel myself around on ice or on wheels. I'm so like good at it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm really, really, like, good at skating. Right. Like, if someone has a birthday, a roller disc, I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. And then I'm like, great. Right. <laughs> and I just... And I skate backwards, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> Yeah. So they're your own. You got your own roller skates, roller blades. I had three pairs, but I gave them all away. 
Yeah. I'm sort of t- yeah, I'm not roll- I'm not really roller skating now, it's not my vibe anymore. Okay. I've moved on. I do poetry now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a poem that you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you want to sing, Dandy? You wanted no. to sing something? It's not the night for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't, we, won't, we won't ask you that. Uh, and uh, you've been on a clowning course? Yes, a four-day Goulier course. Yeah, lots of comedians are doing this. Yeah, no, I only went for four days, but it's, it's the weirdest thing, like, have people heard of Goulier? No, he's a French... He's about 80, isn't he? And he teaches clowning, which sounds so gross. Like, my friend said to me the other day, she said, um, I went to mime school for three years. And I said, oh, did you like it? She said, no, I hated it the whole time. <laughs> and I said, where did you go? Why did you go? Were you really good at it? She said, no, I was awful. There's something so gross about clowning and miming, isn't there? But um, um, he's an interesting man. Like, he... So, if a woman came on and she he would see beyond what someone was like so if if a woman came on and she was all like really nice smiley he'd be like no you're angry you can be a cave woman and then when she was a cave woman and she was angry because she'd never let this side out of her it was fucking great it was hilarious because she was like swearing at everyone and it was just really funny to see because it was a side of herself she hadn't like unleashed before and what did they make you do um oh god um um, who's that French woman who was popular in the 60s? Really Bridget Bardot. She made me do Bridget Bardot because and they, he said you have to be sexy and funny, and I was like, sexy is not funny. It was the worst. Like if you could just, it was the worst, terrific thing. And I cried into my clown nose. Just <laughs> cried into my clown nose. This is going. That's not funny. And I said, I know it's not funny because you told me to be sexy. <laughs> because sexy is not funny. And then I cried into my clown nose. And then he shouted at me. And then it got really good after that. Okay. You have to have a breakdown to come back, uh, to come back stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. I'm how still that goes going through it. <laughs> <laughs> and is everything all right in your personal life now? Is everything okay? Because I've been worried about you. It's been a year since I've been seeing you every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. I'm much stronger. Apart from the, apart from the Mac Fest. <laughs> I'm much stronger. I've got so many options right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. Thanks. It's good. Good. You must go and see Lucy's fantastic. I will. Uh, what would you think uh, Lord Alan Sugar should call his autobiography? Um, um, Lordy, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he should. No, hang on. Here we go. Oh, I've got the Alan key to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> or um, sh- 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 uh. um, and now for a nice evening with Alan. Yeah. I thought just I thought just saying Alan's story would be a good title. It's just factory accurate. I hate just Alan's I story. Hate, <laughs> I hate when people call their biography. There's so many celebrities that call their biography. Story. My story is unbelievable. It's like <laughs> R&B videos with girls in bikinis. We've seen it. It's too much. <laughs> what celebrity would you like to have stroke your hair as you die? <laughs> Very good question. Thank you. Um, Gloria Hannaford. Oh, yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that actually I outlive Gloria Hannaford. <laughs> but if I died now, Gloria Hannaford, I do think I'm going to die early. Do you? Because I took a load of DMT and I saw my own death. <laughs> it was bad. What happened and when you saw it? Oh, man. I, just, I went round to a shaman's house in Archway. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is the spiritual stuff you want to hear. And uh, I was... 
Man, I took a load of DMT and I did it twice as well. It was so horrible the first time. I thought, oh, I'll better do it again. It was worse. And um, I saw my own death. And like, I, I had a bike helmet f flew off. And then right. I was going down this well and there were shards of glass and everything. And my mum and Georgie and Helena and my friends were there. I don't think this is going to... What, you're going to fall off a bike into a well that's full of shards of glass? And your helmet's going to come off? I tell you how. Well, if I was you, I'd just never wear a bike helmet. Well, I threw away then, my helmet afterwards. Yeah. Well, because then I spoke to this other comic who's done loads of DMT, and he said it was a message. I think you're going to die. It was a message. <laughs> so then I threw away my bike helmet, but I hate landfills, so I felt really guilty. So I left it on top of a bin in case anyone else wanted it. But then I felt bad if they were going to die yeah, and take on the, the curse. It was helmet. terrible. <laughs> and then I did a gig that night, and I was like, guys, I think I've seen my own death. It was awful. Yeah. But I'm still here. Do you be ironic if you die in a bike accident because you're not wearing a helmet though? Which is no, I've got a new likely. helmet. It's a different colour. Okay, so it was, it was very specific. Was it that pink helmet you used to have? Yeah, it was a pink helmet. Yeah, it's a shame. But, that was nice. That yeah, pink it was helmet. really expensive as well. It's so annoying. And then I bought a shit bright green one. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'll jazz it up with some bikes because <laughs> 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 it looks awful. So you think, well, so now you've changed that. You won't. You probably won't fall. Did you fell down a well with shards of glass in it? Yeah, it was really. And then no, I saw some aliens, um, different types. Sounds like a fucking great way to go, though. I'd like to die if there was aliens and shards of glass. But then it. the thing is about DMT is loads of people say that see the same kind of aliens and get the same sort of messages. And then it was amazing. So the death was horrible, but that's the loss of your ego. Then you go into this other world <clears throat> and you're like, oh, it's beautiful, this other world. And there's um, da Indian dancers and hieroglyphics. And it was amazing. I felt such a sense of love. Mm. And then it was... <laughs> Can we edit all of this out? <laughs> Can we just have Bob Moore's <laughs> Am I getting paid? <laughs> anyway, it was, it was really nice. And then the second time it was really dark. But and you know, a lot of the different um, civilizations around the world do different things like that to give them an insight into another world. Yeah. I was in a lift for some of it, though, so it wasn't that. Ephemeral. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you not think the taking drugs bit might be more responsible than the spiritual bit? Do you think? No, because like it's a the... spiritual drug. Yeah. Got, you haven't... What do you know about DMT? Nothing. You're a middle-class guy who lives in the suburbs. <laughs> Shepherd's Bush is very street. It's not don't the suburbs. tell me where you live. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't really even know what DMT is. Yet you release it when you die. Okay. And it's in every living thing, and they don't know so why. So do to take it, do you have to suck on the dead person's face? <laughs> Because that seems wrong to me. No, yeah, it, however no, it much, is that. However much you get to see your own death. <laughs> yeah, it's that. So, have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Yeah, well, I thought we were getting. <laughs> I think we'll just talk about the supernatural stuff with you. I did see a ghost. I think there's going to be good stories. So, when I was younger, there was I had a friend, <laughs> surprise, <laughs> and she had, she had a mum, another surprise, <laughs> and they they were quite weird actually. But we went right to one of their friends' houses, and I was like, oh my god, like what's that shadowy figure? There was honestly a shadowy figure came in, and I was like, oh, what's that? Like, um, oh, no, it's probably me. Oh, it's probably me. Don't worry, I'm probably going mad. But it was, and they're like, oh, no, this house is haunted. Was it? And then they described what I'd seen. It's a shadowy figure. And what was the, what was the story behind it? Did they um, know what it was? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I think so. I can't remember. But the, the point is, it's ignorant to think that we're the only things floating around. 
isn't it? Well, I don't know if it's ignorant. I think it's, uh, you know, it's probably sensible to... You don't believe... Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's probably sensible to... You don't believe in aliens? Well, no, I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens. There probably are some aliens. Mm. But whether they're coming here and in a glass I don't well. think they're taking a Texan man called Dave up to... <laughs> I don't think Dave's had a breakdown. <laughs> so I don't think they're taking him up and dropping him back. But I do think there's other things going on that we don't know about. Well, that's definitely true. Mm. There are some things we don't know about that are going on. <laughs> the universe is a very big place. And mm. So, you know, there are likely some things we don't understand. But sure. I think also that there's, it's very easy to make up ideas of what that might be. Mm. Uh, and it's probably preferable to actually have some evidence rather than just go, my guess. I just Here's go, on, guess a gut, I go on a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have any ideas for terrorists that we were discussing with uh, Bob Mortimer last week? Yeah, Seems a long time yeah, ago. yeah, yeah. Put him in. Feels a... like longer than a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I even bother? Turn it. Have you got? Have you got any terrorists? Do you come up with terrorists? Because I come up with awful things. Right. I, but like thinking like now, I come up with awful ways to kill my own baby. That's what yeah. I did. So like that's my brain. Just I really, it's the most horrific thing because I love my baby and I don't and I'm doing everything I can to keep her alive. Yeah. And then there's a part Sounds of my brain. Like... So if I'm feeding my baby, and the part of my brain goes, "You really twisted her neck. Now she'd die." <laughs> so I go, "Yeah, no, I know that." And, yeah, yeah. And, they, so they, and apparently this is a, a thing to stop you do. So your brain's making you think these awful things. Yeah. And then, and then it's, going, it's to prepare you to not do it. I don't need. I'm not. I'm not going to throw my. I'm not going to twist my baby's neck. I don't need my brain to tell me not to do that. My brain is part of me. It's like going, ah, and you'd go, you'd go to a your daughter to be dead, and then you'd go to prison for killing your baby. Yeah, you'd which go, one are you more? Like, upset and then about? you go, well, you're in me. You'd, you'd go to prison as well, brain. Yeah. You'd, it's all very well you having a go at me, but my, you'll be in prison with me. My friend's got twins, which is worse yeah. than one, double the, double or worse. Best, twice and, as good. Uh, yeah, twice as bad. And um, she um, went mad because well, her husband was away, and so she had to look after him all week. It's hard with twins, and so she was like, "Oh, I'm going to throw one at the mother wall," which is normal, but people don't talk about it. So she wanted to throw one at the wall, but she didn't, obviously, because yeah. she's a good person. And she just got one of the toys and she shook it for ages in a room just by herself like that. And she said, and then her husband got back and she's like, "You're going to need to take the babies, otherwise I'm going to kill one of them." <laughs> and he said, "Why didn't you just tell me that? And you could have had every Saturday off if I knew my children's lives was in danger." <laughs> now she gets every Saturday off. No, that's good. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> I should try that if I tell my wife I'm thinking of killing my baby yeah she'll probably let me have quite a lot of time off you get loads of time off yeah. mate what are you doing here dicking about you get I loads thought, of time off I also thought having a baby would be a great way to pick up women it's not worked out that way at all a, it's an I feel really it's bad like for going, you it's like look I can do it there you go that's what you want girls there look at that she's nice that's what you B. want girls that's what you want there <laughs> a is. baby that's what you bang. want girls you want the same that's what you're after bang there it is B that's what they come up to you know, they go oh that's cute and then you get chatting to them and then you can upgrade to a better wife <laughs> But either, my, I don't know, maybe my baby's not attractive to women, then it's an ugly baby. Oh, yeah, blame the baby that you're not picking up loads of women. Because <laughs> no, like, no women are even coming and looking at it. It's have like, a little look at yourself and then blame the baby. Reason, when reason. she's older, you can tell her, you were, you little tart, you didn't get me any women on the side, you little shit. <laughs> I thought, you know, you look sensitive. Oh, look at me looking after a baby, aren't I? All sensitive. Mm. And then they come up, and you think, yeah. 
Yeah, no, because girls like do a, love girls like love new dads. Yeah. They're like, oh, a new sexy but, dad. But they don't. They don't. His wife's at home and she's just given birth. Like, <laughs> split her vagina in two. Can't wait to get into him. Is this a feminist podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, you We're, you used to do more feminist material in your early routines and your early, your early shows. You used to have something about um, uh, what's it called when they remove the clit? Uh, you know. Friday night. <laughs> Come on, that was great. Uh, what is it called? Female mutilation. Yeah. Great stuff about that. Yeah. Not topical anymore. No one cares. No. Um, I don't. I don't do really political stuff now. Someone else is doing it. There are lots of people doing it, but you were doing. Mm. I mean, there were quite. There were quite a lot of acts doing. Doing. Uh, it's boring, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. It's kind of interesting. Mm. I think, I think it's, it's, a, it's a great subject. I do more it? prop work now. Yeah, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I can, you know, it would be hard to take you going from veering away from some of the subjects you go to into something very serious. It's a shame that, because it seems like the world really needs my voice on female <laughs> mutilation. It's such a loss. Such a loss to the community. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give you... Have you ever tried to communicate with the dead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it went very well. <laughs> um, no, I did do a Ouija board, I think, when I was younger, once or twice. And look what happened. So mm. there you go. That's, that's the warning. Do it. <laughs> you did could you be get... sitting here with this paedophile. <laughs> Seems to have taken a leap I from mean, me if I, I was... Mean... <laughs> I meant... Um, um... I mean, it's worse that I want to murder my own baby, so it's actually, that's worse, yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I haven't communicated. I don't want to. I love her. I don't want to. I'm not trying to really leave my wife. It's a joke. Uh, it's good that these are in the archives for her to look back on. I know. It's oh, my nice. dad was a great guy before he died in that. Um. <laughs> well, th- it's quite nice that that's there. But so someone, when I, t- I tweeted some joke on the phone, what really it was. Really smell fa- that's smell Bob the Morton. microphone. That's Bob Morton was on. It smells really weird. No, like, just microphones generally smell. Okay. But someone, t- I made a joke tweet on the on the day of a my... A joke tweet? What do you my, normally tweet? <laughs> on my daughter's birth, and then someone tweeted back, and it wasn't even that, I can't remember what it was, mm. but someone tweeted back, oh, well, I, when your daughter's old enough to read that tweet, she's going to be a bit disappointed. You go, really? You think she's going to go back Twitter yeah. seven years ago and then look at that and then work out? It's not going to happen, is it? That's also, because she's not going to be able to read at age seven, your one. <laughs> <laughs> Should be telling me. Oh. <laughs> very offensive. Very, very offensive. I was just talking about throwing her off the banister. Just chuck her off the. Just if I just chucked her off the banister, she'd probably die. Yeah, I know. They don't have to take. Stop telling me, brain. It's horrible. Mm. Your brain keeps on coming up with this. No, stuff. they've got the hole in the head, haven't it? And actually, whenever I hold a baby, yeah. whether one I care about or not, yeah. I do think if I stuck, if I stuck my finger through it, go. And it'll be so kind of weird and satisfying, but so upsetting. The result of it would be... It would be embarrassing. It would be like a real faux pas. <laughs> oh, don't bring her around again. Last time she killed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to ask you an emergency 34, question. 34C. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? 34C. <laughs> um, no, of course I haven't, you dick. 
I thought that if there's one person that I've interviewed that might have seen a big foot. I, I went out with a man with big feet. Did you? And it's a very small penis. So it's yeah. very odd how it works out. It doesn't, it's not. It's God's little joke, I guess. <laughs> there's, no, there's no correlation. No. Between, uh, I've got very tiny hands. And very tiny penis. <laughs> I wish you'd is... stop talking to my wife. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been very nice talking to you. You've confused the audience, and that's what I like about you. Uh, <laughs> I like. You've written on your book, so on his book of questions to ask me, he's written LA and sex. Oh, LA! I wanted to talk about LA. And he's got LA sex and shameless. Yeah. <laughs> so the mind boggles. What? To, yeah. What profile? I want to talk you've to about LA. Me. You've been to LA a lot. How's yeah. LA? Tell me about LA. Well, I thought I'd take my brand stateside, and it went really well. <laughs> it didn't. What happened? What happened out there? No, I just... Um, You've been out a few times, haven't you? Yeah, just doing gigs and stuff. It's nice. I like LA. Yeah. I think I live there. I think you would go down... You know, I think you would fit in with the people of LA, I imagine. I think I found my people, actually. <laughs> I found my people. Um, they didn't realise what... <laughs> They'd stumbled on. The, the problem that you go to LA and they go, that mm. is just a normal person here. So what is the comedy in that? <laughs> yeah, she's got crystals, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's going to die with a bike helmet down a well. I did love it. They all, like the guy that I stayed with in this Airbnb, he did like uh, ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. Like ayahuasca is another bit. It's DMT, but better. Okay. But you go under for longer. Right. And it really fucks you. But um, he did the ceremonies in his house. Like, I love them. They're all like... I was walking down LA and there was a woman with a bird cage on her head and a dove. And there was a man dressed as a, like, seven-foot tree. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Although I didn't like the dove. I thought the dove should escape. Like, that was a bit cruel. So she had a bird in a cage in, a in, ca her, yeah, in her hair. Yeah, in her yeah, head. Yeah, a bit egotistical, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what's a bird? The bird. You're having a nice day talking to everyone about your cage on your head, but what about the bloody bird? Probably. I didn't tell her. <laughs> Probably likes it. And there's a man dressed as a seven foot tree. Yeah, and then he was making a dog because I was like, "Why are you doing this?" Because his whole makeup and he had gone to a lot of effort. And I was like, "Why are you doing this?" And he's handing out cards, going, "I'm making a documentary." <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Look it up. I didn't. <laughs> it's a lot of effort to go for that joke. Mm. Well, I like to live my life vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. In the old days, I was not quite as wild as you are. Uh, I'm but... not wild. I've calmed down now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm but, really uh, you know, I, I have a vuncular feeling for you. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it means I'm a creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that already without the, I'm a, without nice, the label. I'm a nice, I, you know, I want, I, I, I want you to be happy. Why don't you set me up with one of your cute little nephews? <laughs> My nephews are in their 20s and 30s, so it's not as bad as it sounded there. <laughs> Do you like my nephews? I'm sure, you know. One of them was good one of, them's, one of them's got married. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, like Andy. I don't know their names. Well, there's only one other. <laughs> the cute one. The, yeah, looks looking like, one. the one that looks like okay. me. Okay. Yeah, that one. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slightly taller. Yeah. And a lot better looking and, yeah. and not fat. Yeah. Yeah, I can see there's, there's an appeal to that. I can, you know, he's in uh, Dubai at the moment. But, you know, Go you can head out over there. <laughs> no, they don't like Dubai. No. What's he do? As a teacher? No, thank you. <laughs> Teaches children? No. Making the world a better place? No. 
No. No, I'll go with a bloke who dresses as a tree and serenades me with a guitar. No, he was gay. Obviously. The tree, the tree yeah. was gay. Obvious tree. <laughs> well, it's been very lovely. We'll end talk- on that, will we? It's been very lovely, yeah. It's been very lovely uh, talking to you and seeing you again. Thank you. Yeah, everything going to be all right? <laughs> Powerful woman in my, I'm a powerful woman in my prime. <laughs> you are. You're an amazing person. <laughs> Lou Sanders, welcome. You have been listening to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Rich Herring, and my guest Lou Sanders. The music is by Pest. I should know that by now. Thank you to everybody at the Leicester Square Theatre. They are quite nice here. There's good. The most. There's one member of staff who isn't as good as the others. And thank you to everyone at Go Faster Strike. The sound guy is awful. But that he, he's not responsible for this audio podcast, just on the video. The sound guy is awful. He's called George. Uh, and to Chris Evans, not that one. He's good. Uh, it's produced by Ben Walker. It's a Sky Potato Fuzz. GoFasterStrike.com production. Thanks for listening to that. Thanks again to everyone who contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. If you want to see me do every single one of my solo shows and are near to London or in London, then in August and September on Fridays and Saturdays, I will be doing them all at the Leicester Square Theatre. You can get cheaper tickets if you come to lots of them and you can get a T-shirt handmade by me if you come to every single one. But thank you to everyone who contributed to Kickstarter, including the names you're about to hear. Matthew Smith, Ewan Duncan, Rob Applin, Darren Foote, Colin Anderson, Raymond Harpany, Kevin Tipcorn, Steve Mash, Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Queck, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda, Carol Forster, Ikikawa, Colm McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, Anne, Thomas Bayliss, Richard Olsop, Martin Jones, Neil Alford, William Betridge Radford, Tamsin Bryant, Steve George, Martin Winch, Lopez Shackelford, and Adam Smithson. 